You're listening to Whipcast, the only podcast dedicated to whips in the world, as far as I know. Guys, this is a brand new podcast that I've decided to start, and it's dedicated to answering all of your questions on social media, on YouTube, on my email, because quite frankly, I just cannot, for the life of me, answer all of you guys. Uh... And respond with a typed out message. There's no way that I've, I've finally accepted that I cannot physically do it. And I know a lot of you people who watch my videos, thank you so much to you. I really appreciate you watching my videos. And I feel bad because a lot of you probably think that I'm ignoring you. And that is simply not the case. So I'm hoping that this podcast is a way to address, if not all of you, much more of you in your questions that you have for me as far as whip making uh, goes. So this is, this is going to be primarily to answer your questions. Also, it's going to be um, to keep you guys up to date on what I'm doing um, as far as the YouTube channel goes, um, as far as different projects that I'm, I'm working on, different ideas that I have in mind. And it's also going to be a way to interact with you guys. I'll be talking about different plans that I have uh, for the channel, different video ideas that I have, and I would love to hear your feedback, guys. And you may ask, what does this have to do with whips and whip making? Absolutely nothing. I know I said that this is going to be a podcast about whips and whip making, but I have to throw in a few other things. Otherwise, it's just going to be, I feel like it won't be very exciting. So there has to be a few random facts um, here and there. I, I like to do it that way, you know? I like to do it that way. So let's get started. Episode one of Whipcast. He couldn't think of a more original name than that. Nope. Sorry. Okay, so we're going to start with YouTube. We're going to do this about once a week, I think. I'm currently signing into Nick's Whip Shop YouTube channel. This is a brand new computer, guys. I recently got a new iMac, a new used iMac from eBay, actually. It's in great condition, and video editing is becoming so much more fun now and less frustrating. Okay, this is how we're going to do it. We're just going to go down the list. Okay, comment number one. This is a comment on my How to Make a Paracord Bull Whip full-length tutorial video and that's where most of these comments are probably going to be coming from jgirl uh, asks or she says i'm so into this right now kinky asmr lol cracking a whip how did i have a video called how to do the volley it's an older video from 2012 but uh kenneth uh, says that my problem is when i go to change direction I end up tagging my arm or my back with the whip. How do I prevent this? He's talking about doing the volley. Um, Kenneth, I think your, your biggest problem here is that you're holding the whip all the way vertical. And what will happen when you hold the whip out, if you hold it completely vertical so that your, your, your arm creates a right angle, What's going to happen is it's going to get tangled around your arm very easily. So what I recommend doing, Kenneth, is hold the whip out and just bend your elbow so that the angle becomes greater than 45 degrees. It's kind of challenging doing this without visual. I don't have a lot of practice doing this, so forgive me if it's not making sense. But hold your arm at more of a 45-degree angle out. So you're almost you know, in between you know, holding the whip straight out horizontal and straight up, so about 45 degrees. Give it a try then, and I think it's going to keep the whip kind of draped away from your body. So when you do the do the volley, um, it shouldn't tangle as much. So give that a try, Kenneth. I hope that helps. <coughs> on to the next one. Mason commented on my video uh, where I was showing uh, the transition uh, of a whip and how to do the transition knot. And in that video, I, I tied a piece of, or I binded a piece of leather cowhide on there. 
and he wants to know, uh, is there a website you recommend to purchase the cowhide from? Um, so Mason, there isn't an actual website that I go to every time to buy a cowhide. To be honest with you, man, what I'll do is I'll just go to art supply or arts and crafts supply stores and I'll go to the leather section and usually they have like long strips of 10 ounce cowhide is what I use for heel for foundations. Um, but a lot of times they'll actually have a big bag of scraps. It just has a whole bunch of assort assorted pieces of scrap leather and I'll buy one of those bags for like $7 and within there I can, you know, make plenty of, uh, not foundations with that. Um, Tandy leather is probably your best bet if you want a consistent place to buy, uh, leather from, and they have a website, um, various locations of, of stores throughout the U S so check them out, Mason. Hmm. Let's see. Rumple man, four fifty six. I can't say that on this podcast. Shame on you. Um. Hmm. Future boy commented. Um. What about using contact cement on the electrical tape as you do the plate layer so it adheres? Um. I. I honestly don't really understand what what the purpose of that would be. So it adheres. So you, I guess put contact cement over the electrical tape and then plate over it so the parachute cord sticks to it. It's an interesting idea. I, I really don't see any advantages to doing that. I think it would just end up making the whip really stiff and because the strands are already locked into place anyway when you plate them i honestly can't see a a, a purpose for that so i'm sorry i i don't know if that's such a good idea actually i know it's not um future boy also commented to build thickness easier and save materials why not leave the inner strands it's a good question um this is once again a comment on my old video how to make a, a bullwhip um, from years ago when I was using electrical tape and no binding. Um, so in that video, he's, he's asking why didn't I just leave the inner strands in? And the reason that I don't like to do that is because it makes the whip very, very bulky. And wherever you're dropping strands, you're going to notice a huge, um, huge, <laughs> you're I didn't realize I just did that. You're going to notice a, a huge drop-off, basically. So pulling the guts out of the strands, although, sure, you're going to build thickness quicker, but taper is going to be very sloppy uh, and so on. It, it's just not going to be a smooth whip. So I recommend gutting all parachute cord um, before you plate the bellies, especially overlay. Okay. Jake uh, asks, Nick, can you make a video on how to make an eight-foot snake whip? Um, I could. I could do that in the future if you guys really want to see it. Um, it it's basically going to be the same as any other video that I've made with a bull whip, just not going to have a handle in it. If you go on my, Jake, if you go on my website, nickswhipshop.com, you'll see that there is a, it's called Strand Lengths. Um, there's a, there's a page designated for different strand lengths needed for different whip lengths. And I believe I do have, um, measurements for an eight foot whip. It's, it's a bull whip, but just, you know, make it without the handle. And that's really, they're, they're really, I can't see a purpose in making a video on an eight foot snake whip when I already did a three foot snake whip. And it's just a difference of, of strand lengths. I mean, in the future I can, if you guys really want to see it. But, um, yeah, Jake, check out the strand length section on my website. <coughs> Paul commented, man, I got to get me one of these hot cracking. I would be happy to make you a whip, Paul. Nickswhipshop.com. Thanks for the comment, my brother. Hmm. Mr. 
Kazerdrix commented, I want that shirt. I think he's talking about my Procrastinators Unite, Unite Tomorrow shirt. And I'm sorry, Mr. Kazerdrix, but I actually don't know where to get that shirt. I bought it at Goodwill probably 10 years ago. So uh, I'm sure you could find it online, though. Um, let's see. Uh, Mr. Eric Martinez commented, awesome tutorial. It would have been easier for beginners if you had different color strands for visual purposes to see which lines you're working on. Otherwise, great job. Eric, you're totally right. Um, black probably wasn't the best choice. Uh, once again, referring to my how to make a paracord bullwhip tutorial, the original one. And you're right. Um, very good point. In my future videos, I'll try to focus more on lighter colored strands so you guys can see it better. Um, hmm. Doug Knight commented, if you sell this, this is again on the how to make a bullwhip tutorial. If you sell this, why are you teaching people how to make one of their own? This is a great question. This, this is, I've discussed this a lot with my friends who, um, we're wondering the same thing. I mean, I was interested, so I looked up your pricing, and I'll make my own for that price. But man, why teach what you do, man? <laughs> Doug, funny thing, when I made this video on how to make a paracord bullwhip, I never thought that I would still be doing this seven years later. I just thought, you know, hey, I don't see any videos on YouTube of how to make a parachute cord bullwhip anywhere. There were snippets here and there from, you know, different uh, CDs and DVDs, um, that, um, whip makers previously made, but there were no full length tutorials. So I thought, heck, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll make this video, put it on YouTube and in hopes of, you know, getting a few views. I was like, this isn't on YouTube. I think I can get a few, few hundred views, maybe a couple thousand. And before I know it, it explodes. Never thought it would. And the reason that I was wanted to just, I guess, quote unquote, give away my secrets, even though there weren't really any secrets, um, I figured I wouldn't be doing this today. And it's 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 a common thought. It, it's it seems counterproductive to tell everybody how you make your product. And from a business perspective, that doesn't really make sense. Because why buy one when you can just make one? Well. I wasn't thinking that way and it ended up working to my advantage because a lot of people will watch the video, they'll give it a shot and they decide, well, I'm not really feeling it and then they'll buy a whip. So to answer your question, Doug, um, I never even thought that I would still be making whips seven years later. It all started with an experiment, a science experiment and I wanted to you know, take a cool picture and this is what it's led to and somehow even giving away all of these steps when it comes to making a whip I, I still get um, a decent amount of people who are wanting to order a whip and I'm very thankful for that so Doug it was all an accident brother and uh, I I just did it and it's working <laughs> so that's the best way I can put it I don't know um, Sam asks what kind of wax do you use to wax my whips good question a lot of people ask ask me that question I use paraffin wax. The brand is Golf. I get it at Walmart in the Jello section. Um, hmm, let's see. Zach says, I took a few days to watch this video, the whole thing, the original tutorial. Um, but it was, uh, let's see, yeah. I took a few days to watch this whole thing for me, but it was worth the watch, especially at the end when you heard the crack of the whip. Self-satisfaction. I appreciate it, Zach. Thank you for watching, man. An hour and a half is a long time to sit and watch a video about something that you maybe didn't even intend to sit down and watch, so I really appreciate it. And uh, self-satisfaction, hashtag self-satisfaction, I'm guessing is the feeling that you got when you sat down and learned how to make something new. And that's what it's all about. So thank you, my brother. Hmm. 
GTube. I really appreciate it. Serious Craftsman DNA. Thank you, my brother. I really appreciate it. Cat Noodle. I didn't know this was over an hour long until I was 40 minutes in. Still liking it, though. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I don't re I think we already addressed this. Is this the same? Nope. This is uh, someone else. Mason is wondering where to get the leather used uh, in my ferrules tutorial. And once again, Mason, Tandy Leather's great. Arts and Crafts store usually has an assortment of leather scraps or belt blanks. Or if you can't find any of those, something that I didn't mention earlier is that you can go to a resale shop and get an old belt, and you can use that as a uh, not foundation piece of leather for that. So, Jasmine, that camera though. I'm glad you like the camera, Jasmine. Matthew asks once again here on a this is a six by seven heel knot tutorial. How do you ensure your foundation is large enough for three passes and not two? That's a good question. I never really addressed that in the video. I don't think. Matthew, to be honest with you, man. Um, it's really just kind of trial and error, um, experience, kind of learning how wide this needs to be. And I kind of eyeballed it, to be honest with you. Um, I don't actually remember if I gave the dimensions of the foundation in that video. I'll go back and check. And if I didn't, uh, let me actually make a note of that right now. I'll try to actually write down the dimensions or email you the dimensions here. What is your name? Matthew. Okay. Matthew, I'll try to get back to you on that, man. Yeah, guys, this is a kind of a crude on the fly deal, this podcast. Whoa, for a second, I thought I wasn't recording. I'm a little scary. Okay, they'll get smoother as they go, I think. I'm not used to just sitting down and talking by myself. So I apologize if it's kind of rough, but... Eh. Hmm. Chase asks, Does anybody know how deep you need to fill the sinker cord with BBs on a 16-plat, 8-foot whip? Great question. Once again... This is kind of a personal preference thing. Um, some people like a heavier whip. Some people like a nose-heavy whip, meaning a thong-heavy whip. More whip, uh, more weight in the, the whip part, less in the handle. I'll tell you what I prefer. I, I like about a foot to a foot and a half of BBs in the core on an 8-foot whip. But like I said, Chase, that's something that's personal preference. It's something that you got to play with. It's all about what you like. It's all about what feels comfortable in your hand. So that's really up to you. There really isn't a wrong amount. I mean, heck, you could fill the thing four feet if you wanted a really heavy whip that you just throw and it does the rest of the work for you. So just kind of get familiar with what you like in a whip. And you can kind of answer that question for yourself, man. But I typically standard in my experience and what I like is about a foot to a foot and a half of BBs in the core. Uh, let's see. Burger Bandit says, Hey Nick, I made a response video for you about how you inspired me to start making whips. Could you check it out? It's unlisted, so I need to give you a link. Thank you. I would love to see that video. I'm always encouraging... Um, uh, I'm sorry, I got carried away here. I'm just checking. What is this? My screen went dark for a second there. There we are. That was weird. Uh, yeah, but I would love to see your video. If if you guys like the tutorials and you have a story about how it inspired you, please, by all means, let me know. So, yeah, I would love to see the video. Please send it my way. Danger5150 commented, filing, 
filed. I think I may have used the incorrect grammar and incorrect usage of the word filing. I'm so sorry. I will never do it again. Um, hmm. Oh, Mr. Smiley asks, where does one get a strand cutter like that? And this is from my snake whip surgery video where I repair the heel knot on a three foot snake whip. So it's called an Aussie strander. It's about $20 and you can get it from Tandy Leather. It's a great little tool. Um, here's some feedback on the usage of a GoPro camera in the Ferrell's tutorial from once again, Mr. Smiley, which has a smiley face profile picture. I like it. Consistency right there. I like it. The head cam was all right. Uh, by all means, looks easier, but I prefer uh, the look of the in-the-way tripod. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's definitely hard to... Uh, it was kind of a more for me maybe for, than for you guys because I didn't... Reaching around the tripod, even though the tripod... I'm hearing from a lot of people that they like just the, the fixed camera position on the tripod better than the GoPro. You know, it's 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 kind of a pain to reach around the, the tripod, but it's, you know, I, I've kind of learned to deal with it, so I don't think there's going to be that many more GoPro videos. So I agree with you, Mr. Smiley. It's um, kind of nauseating to, if I, sometimes I move around too fast and forget it's even on my head when I'm working on a whip. So yeah, I think we'll stick with the tripod from now on. Also, Mr. Smiley says he digs my manual focus method. I hate auto. That's what he says. I agree with you, Mr. Smiley, on that too. I mean, I stopped using autofocus a while back. I was filming a thunderstorm over Lake Michigan, and there were some beautiful features going on. The wind was spinning up these vortices, uh, these vortexes, as some people may say, um, which were spinning on the surface of the water, and they looked just like water spouts. They looked like tornadoes on the water. And I could not, for the life of me, make that camera focus in auto and ever since that so i missed the shot i didn't get to film those really cool features with that thunderstorm and ever since that happened i just said you know forget auto never again so pretty much that changed me into a a manual man from there on out so i agree with you uh runway underground that's a very interesting name there i like it uh, why not put a small plastic or metal funnel in the tip to load the shot? This is back to the original bullwhip tutorial video. And since then, I did. I actually have this stuff called Instamorph, and I just made my own little funnel at the top of my metal rod that I used to slide the BBs into the core of the whip. So I'm doing that now, and, and now and then... Uh, some of the BBs actually get inside the, the core. Unlike a long time ago, they'd all just spill on the floor. So I would, I've been doing that now, and it works well. Burger Bandit, this is once again. Oh, here's the link to the response video from Burger Bandit. Thank you. I will watch it as soon as I'm done with this podcast. Oh, uh, Max commented on my, my current method for making a nylon bull whip. And he said, uh, great tutorial. I, I enjoyed it. Thank you very much, Max. Um, but he's wondering if anything has changed since that video. And let me actually check that real quick. I don't think anything's changed. The only thing that I can possibly think of would be how I end the whip. Nowadays, yeah, this is something that has changed. When I make a whip, I'll measure out... For example, say I'm making a six-foot bull whip. I'll measure out my handle, and I'll measure out my sinker cord. But the handle plus the sinker cord ends up being one foot shy of what the total length of the whip is going to be. And the reason for that is so I can get a, f a much finer taper. The core, the last foot of the whip, the core ends up just being a dropped strand of 550 paracord for that last foot. So that's the only thing that I can really think of, Max, that's changed. I'm just using 550 paracord to end the whip just so I can get a finer taper. Um, Mind Twister commented, I estimated how many feet of paracord did you use? 
Um, so Mind Twister, please go on nickswhipshop.com and check out the strand length section. I have the strands listed for a six-foot bull whip. Juiceman81092 commented, Hey Nick, how do you know when to use different numbers of strands while plating? Uh, like when do you do a 12 plat as opposed to an 8 plat? Or when do you use a 16 or an 18 plat? Great question. Usually the number of strands uh, in a plat, 12 plat, 8 plat, 6 plat, 16 plat, the number of strands are 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 determined uh, by how thick the diameter is of the underlying belly. So a higher number of strands is used to accommodate a thicker belly, where a lower number of strands is used to accommodate a thinner belly. So this is kind of a kind of trial and error. I like to use a rule um, that. Um, when a, a whip gets to a certain length, say when it crosses over from eight feet to nine feet, I actually personally like to add another belly. So that's another variable. Um, how many bellies does a whip have? More bellies means thicker, ultimately a higher plat number. So with parachute cord, I never really like to go over 18 plat. And the reason that I was using 18 plat on some of my three bellied bull whips was because 16 just wasn't cutting it. Um, 16 strands was allowing there to be spaces and gaps because there wasn't enough surface area covering that last belly. So I decided to inject uh, that extra strand as you see in my adding an extra strand at the transition 16 to 18 plat. Oh, so specific. Video. And in that video I talk about that. But it just depends on the size of the bellies, um, the diameter of the bellies beneath and how thick the whip is that you're trying to cover up with parachute cord. So it's something you just kind of got to play with. If there's a specific one that you're wanting to know, I could be happy to tell you. But the reason that you use different plat numbers on nylon whips with 550 paracord is just to accommodate for different sizes, uh, different diameter bellies underneath. Hmm. Eric asks on my two-strand spiral plat tutorial, Hey Nick, I'm going to make a whip like this for a friend, and I was wondering if both blue strands are 29 feet, or are they different lengths? Um, both of the strands are 29 feet, Eric. Those are the two strands that carry all the way to the end uh, of the whip that make up the four-point fall hitch, so both of those strands would indeed be 29 feet long. Richard asks, what are the lengths for an eight-foot whip? Uh, Richard, please check out nickswhipshop.com and visit the strand lengths page. Dean asks, can you tell me how whips were made before using tape came into play? Um, hmm. I'm not sure. I would imagine binding. That's, that's, my my guess is that people would bind them. I mean, nylon whips are a fairly new thing, so I actually don't know, Dean. I started making whips with the use of electrical tape back in 2010, so I honestly, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Need more light every way imaginable commented. <laughs> I like it. That's an, That's a good name. I've never heard that one before. You're freaking hilarious, bro. Thank you, man. Uh, I used to be, if you've made in this far, congrats, you're doing great. Now it's here you love making whips, and they, and here you hate making whips. I caught whip crack. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate your sharing a sense of humor. Uh, Portia, let's see, asking a question about the six foot bullwhip tutorial. Can I double the length of the pair of the paracord and the core piece and easily make a 12 foot bullwhip? My husband actually just broke, uh, his a couple months back. So this video popped up just in time. There's actually more to that comment that I can't see unless I click on it. 
Where'd it go? Comment disappeared, Portia. I'm sorry, I'm trying to get 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 that answered for you. Okay, I can't it just it's not showing your comment, Portia. I apologize. I'm just gonna go with what I can see here. I think what she's asking is what you are asking. I'm assuming that you're listening to this too. Can you just double the lengths of parachute cord and make yourself a 12-foot whip? Answer the question. Short answer, yes, you can. But I highly recommend adding another belly for a whip that's going to be 12 feet long because it's a lot of weight. That's a lot of pressure on the transition. And I just don't think that two bellies is really enough. I think that you need that third belly for more support at the transition. Otherwise, you're just going to have a floppy, you know, wet noodle-looking thing. It's not going to crack that well. And let me make a note of that. I do want to add, I don't know if I have three bellied bullwhips listed on my site right now. So I'm going to make a note of that. Whip lengths. Cool, cool. All right. Hmm. Henry says, excellent tutorial. Thank you very much on my Conchos tutorial. I'm glad you liked it, Henry. Um, it looks like you hollowed out the inner cords for the for the wrap. If so, how much cord did you use for the head? Thanks. Um, Henry, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm not 100% sure I, I know what you're asking here. I think you're talking about the heel knot. But I, I could be wrong. Um, for the heel knot, that's a 6 by 7 two-pass Turks head knot that you're looking at. So I like to use about 6 feet of 550 parachute cord for that heel knot. So 6 feet should do it for you. Add another 6 inches just for a little room for error. And let's see. I think that's all of the comments. Nope, we got a few more. Um, oh, this is a good very good question. Game Informer 221. Why are your whips so expensive? Um, well, you know, I, I like to think that they're not that expensive for what you're getting. Um, it's true that they are priced a little bit higher than, than other nylon whips. But I like to think that you're not only paying for that whip, but you're kind of paying, you're contributing to the channel. Uh, these videos, I put a lot of work into them. I really do, and I'm, I'm proud of them. And I think that you know a lot of people uh, over the you know throughout the world have benefited from them. And I, I think that I appreciate you guys watching. Of course, you you don't have to donate anything to this channel. You can watch it. It's okay. You're you're not required to to donate any money to watch these videos. But when you buy a whip. Not only are you getting something that I am I am quite proud of, um, and and I've had quite a bit of experience making. I I am not saying that I'm one of the best whip makers. I'm this. I'm that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I feel like the price that I'm charging for my whips is fair, given the amount of whips and experience that I have. And if the price is a little too high for you, I completely understand. And there, there are plenty of other whip makers who, who make whips uh, at, at a lower price than I do. But I'm confident in my product. I, I really am. I'm not trying to, you know, have a big head when I'm saying this. But I like to think that you're, you're not only paying for the whip, but you're also, you know, helping the, the YouTube channel. So, Henry, um, excuse me, uh, Game Informer 221, they're a little more expensive than, than other nylon whips, sure. But... Um, I like to think that, you know, you're not just getting a nylon whip. You're also getting some tutorial videos. And, uh, yeah. Inceptory commented, measurements for 8 foot, 10 foot. Once again, please visit nickswhipshop.com. You can see that there's a strand lengths section.
Um, Brevin asked, hey, Nick, I love your videos. Thank you, Brevin. I appreciate you watching. Could you please let me know how to set up a chevron, a chevron pattern? Chevron, chevron. Also, I hope to see, uh, to see you continue plate this pattern series. Keep up the good work. I actually haven't made one of those in a while. There's more to this comment. Let's see if this one works. It is working. Cool. I can see all of your comment. Uh, I wouldn't be into whips if it weren't for you. Uh, Brevin, I really appreciate you watching my videos. Um, there's going to be many more tutorials coming. And yes, I will absolutely continue the plate this series. And I'm going to write that down and put your request in the queue for one of the next videos. So, chevron pattern. I just made a whip with a chevron pattern today. A snake whip, actually, for a customer. Too bad I, uh, I didn't do it. But, yes, it's a very simple pattern. And I'd be glad to make a video on that. So, yes, Brevin, thank you for watching my videos. I will make a... Uh, I will make a, a tutorial for the chevron pattern. <laughs> I can't read that. Uh, Estranged Fish commented, Could someone who has made this whip provide an approximate build time as I am interested in building one, but I'm not sure how well it will fit with my time restraints? Um, well, if this is going to be your first whip, it's going to take, it's going to take a while, but you don't have to do it all at once. You can put an hour in. I like to recommend people putting in an hour a day, maybe two, if you got a little extra time, but it sounds like you're kind of hard pressed for time, a strange fish. Um, so I would recommend doing a little bit at a time. And usually when you're beginning, that's all you want to do. Unless you have a lot of patience. I When I'm starting something new, I have a tendency to get into it and I don't know when to stop. I can't tell myself when to stop and I just keep going keep going through the night. And that's not necessarily a good thing. So a little bit at a time, you know, work on it before bed, go to bed, wake up, do a little more. Um, so I would say as a beginner, your first whip, plan on 15 to 20 hours for a six foot bull whip. But it varies, you know. It, it I, I honestly can't tell you exactly how long it's going to take you personally. If you're good with your hands, it'll take you less time than somebody who isn't really experienced making things with their hands. So it really varies. But I'd say 15 to 20 hours for a first um, six foot bull whip. Mariana says. Um, Talking about the bullwhip tutorial. That end whip demonstration was so satisfying after one hour of watching all that hard work. Still don't know how I ended up here, but nice. Thank you very much, Mariana. I really appreciate you watching the whole video. Hmm. Half Blind Prophet commented. Uh, I loved making a bullwhip so much I had to give the snake whip a try. I had to jump around several uh, of your videos to, in order, sorry, I'm not reading too well right now, in order to do it with your latest techniques. With that in mind, I'd love to see, and we're going to see this whole comment, I'd love to see an updated version of this. I know you have changed a great deal of your techniques over the past three years, so... Uh, snake whips are kind of pretty much the same, to be honest. Let me have changed a couple things. Let me write that down. Updated snake whip video. Yeah, I'll do an update of that in the future. Inceptory commented 1613 thought John Snow had a raccoon for a pet. <laughs> I think he's referring to uh, 
an instance in the video where I probably showed my cat, Tipper, my Siamese cat, who's sleeping over there on the piano bench. Man, she is out. Wow. I just started watching Game of Thrones, actually. Um, I My brother and his girlfriend are really into it, and they kind of are getting me into it a little bit, so I, I still have, like, whole bunch of episodes to watch i have i've watched four episodes now <laughs> so i have a long way to go but i do you know get the the john snow references quite a bit uh in my videos and i'm not to the episode yet where it is revealed that john snow has a raccoon for a pet but i'm definitely looking forward to that episode now uh Quentin J. Here's a comment. I think it's a question from Quentin J. Why does he keep doing that? I hate that. I click on one. Oh, here we go. It just is a comment needing approval. Okay. Hey, Nick. First off, thanks uh, for the videos. Amazing as always. Secondly, I just got done making your snake whip, and I'm struggling with cracking it. I can crack bull whips no problem, but I can't I can't with this unless I put a lot of strength into it. Like there's not enough weight. Is this normal? Sorry for asking this asking on this, but I commented on your old video, but I wasn't sure if you respond on old videos. Which is why I'm making this this podcast so I can address all these questions. It's good that I'm going through all of these. So Quentin, um Snake whips are definitely harder to crack than bull whips. The shorter the whip, the harder it is to crack. And yeah, it's going to be a lot lighter. That specific build, that design in that video, it was kind of a lighter whip. There wasn't a lot of weight in it. So you do have to put a lot of strength into it to crack it. So no problem for asking. You know, that's what the comment section's for. No need to apologize, man. So, yes, it's, it is normal for a snake whip to be harder to crack than a, a longer bull whip. Absolutely. Um, Thomas says, well done on the two-strand spiral video. Uh, he says he's, he finished his first one today. And uh, he says, thank you. And I say thank you, Thomas, for watching my video. I'm glad it was helpful. Eric says, thank you for the... Replacing Falls and Crackers video. You're welcome. Uh, Tyler is asking about, do you have a video or a link to resources to help me determine my cord lengths? Um, once again, you heard it before. Nickswhipshop.com strand lengths page. I've used your tutorials for the snake whip and bull whip, and the measurements are always short. Um, sometimes people, I'll get this comment from people saying that they'll use the strand length that I gave them, and their whips are coming up short. And there's a reason. There's a few reasons that this could be happening. Could be your paracord brand that you're buying. Some of the cheaper paracords have a smaller diameter, so a smaller diameter means that surface area has to be covered up, so the loss is your your strands are going to be shorter at the end because thinner diameter, less surface area, and so on. So make sure you're getting 550 military-grade nylon parachute cord, and that should help you. Also, make sure that you're not your binding isn't really, really thick because if you're wrapping a whole bunch of times, I don't know what you're using, Dylan, as binding, if you're using tape or artificial sinew or whatever you're using, make sure that you're not making it crazy thick because that's also going to be a bigger diameter, require more surface area, ultimately shorten, shortening your strands before your whip is um, done. So just be careful what kind of paracord you're using and watch that binding. And um, that was from August 2nd. So also, Dylan, check out the strand lengths page has a lot of updated i update those every now and then when i find a different method you know if something is eh, needs a little tweaking I'll, I'll change a few inches off and switch things around a little bit so always check them out um hmm 
Bourbon Sherbet. Thank you very much. Comment on my the replacing falls and crackers. I'm glad it was helpful to you. Lucas says he likes the intro to the uh, creases and kinks video. I had a lot of fun with that. I uh, it was raining before I started making the video. Actually, I was actually standing in the doorway of the garage, waiting for the rain, you know, to stop so I could actually get my camera out and, and film it. But I had a lot of fun making it. I'm glad glad you guys liked it too. It was supposed to be funny. I hope it was. <laughs> um, Corey asks, do you have to use tape on every belly? Um, and Corey, if you watch my more recent videos, I don't really like tape that much, only to act as a netting to wrap each belly with artificial sinew. So not really. You definitely don't have to. I mean, if you want to, that's totally up to you. It's definitely faster for your first whip. Go for it. But if you want something that's going to last a little longer, more life, going to crack more easily, then I recommend a mixture of tape uh, and artificial sinew or just artificial sinew and uh, hockey tape. I have a brand new video on that if you'd like to check it out, Corey. So thanks for your comment. Hmm. Chase asks, hey, Nick, can you still make crackers from the paracord guts? Or is it a must to use the nylon twine you use? No, you absolutely can. The reason that I like the nylon twine is because you can make a very customized weighted cracker. So you can literally double this stuff up for six strands, seven, maybe eight strands, and you can get a really fine-tuned cracker. I'm, I kind of go, I'm kind of a fanatic when it comes to crackers. And I have a video coming out pretty soon about crackers and how different lengths and different thicknesses and weights affect the crack, the pitch of the crack, and, and so on. Um, so you absolutely can, Chase. There's nothing wrong with that. I actually, my last two or three whips, I just went back to using the, the guts of the nylon parachute cord. And they work great. They really do. So absolutely go for it. Kobe says, I love your photography. Thank you, Kobe. Um, and Septori, once again, another comment. What size BBs are you using? I use 0.177 caliber BBs, 4.5 millimeters. All right. Connor asks, hey, Nick, what brand of 550 paracord do you use? I always have so much trouble making a fall because my 550 paracord is narrower than yours. That's a great question. Um, I use Rothko brand parachute cord, and they're pretty consistent about different colors not being a different thickness than, than other colors, which that is a common problem with some paracord brands, consistency. But I hear you. Um, I, every now and then I'll run into that same problem too. And when it comes down to it, if it doesn't fit, sometimes you just got to go with another brand. But Rothko has been pretty good about that accepting permalock needles to slide through so yeah just kind of trial and error it's i know it's frustrating to be honest with you it's crazy if it's a tight fit humidity plays a huge role on whether or not that needle will pass through that parachute cord if it's dry it'll go through but if the humidity is 90 percent it's 80 degrees out that needle is going to have a heck of a time sliding through so it's as crazy as it sounds it all comes down to moisture the the uh the humidity levels but if it's that tight you know look for a different paracord brand because it's just it's a pain i know it is i know i think we have time for a few more here uh sterling asks um this is on replacing falls and crackers what if you thread a needle on the old fall while you pull it out that way the needle is in the correct orientation and can be used to pull the new one through. I'm trying to visualize this. You could do that, Sterling, if that works for you, you go for it. Uh, KFC office. <laughs> um, KFC office asks, what would be the difference with a four-foot whip? 
as opposed to a six foot whip. Uh, it's just going to have a little bit faster cracking action. Just going to be a little faster whip. Going to be a little bit harder to crack than a six foot whip. A little easier to transport. Um, more concealed, more compact. Yeah, just going to be just a little shorter. That's all. Um, hmm. um, Vincent commented and said on the coral snake pattern, you plated this differently, or you plated this differently instead of having them on one side and putting them in the loop. Love the idea. I just thought it'd be easier to do it that way. To just take all of the strands and wrap them around to begin with in that pattern so there wasn't any confusion. And I think it it worked for you guys. I think I think it was pretty informative. Got the point across, so. We'll go through one more page here. Then we'll head over to We'll head over to Facebook, check a few of those, and then I have to get off to bed. Because I have been given the generous opportunity from a friend. To ride along in a jet at 60,000 feet to watch the solar eclipse later today. And I'm so very excited and thankful for this unique opportunity to do that. So I can't stay up too much later. Um, Quentin asks, what can I use instead of floor mat stuff? Uh, meaning the double stick floor mat tape, which I really don't use that much anymore. I actually went back to it a couple days ago just to see if, you know, it... it I don't know. I just sometimes I like to go back to something that I stopped doing that only if I didn't stop doing it because it was a problem. The floor mat tape wasn't a problem. It just was slower than using hockey tape. So I went back to it and it was, I just still think that, you know, hockey tape is the best bet at this point. And I, that actually answers your question, Quentin. Um, you can use hockey tape instead of the floor mat tape and it works great. Fat man, uh, <laughs> fat man asks. I just want to ask: Can you make me a micro pocket whip? It's awesome. Um, I actually don't offer custom leather bull whips anymore, unfortunately. Um, but every now and then I'll make one. So if you look, check weekly on my website. I have a whips in stock page, which I very rarely do have any whips in stock because I've been working on quite a few orders lately. Um, but every now and then I'll, I'll make a whip. And if if I were to offer one, uh, that's where you'd find it. So check it weekly. And who knows? Uh, maybe I'll, if I do offer one, I'll probably put out a video for that on my channel just to point people in that direction. Um... Scott asks, Nick, I have always wondered if you could make a pair of nunchaka, nunchaka the same way you make your whip handles. If so, could you make a pair in a video so I can watch you and learn um, how I have used... I think there's more to this comment. Interesting idea, plating nunchuck handles. I have used nunchucks for a very long time and would like to add a paracord pair to my collection. Very cool idea, Scott. I don't really know anything about nunchucks, but if you send me some nunchucks, I would be happy to plate some paracord over them. If that's something that you're interested in doing, please uh, let me know. I'm going to write this down here. Maybe I'll just get a cheap pair on eBay. And uh, use those for the video. Okay, Scott. I have mentioned, I have made a note of this. So I will actually strongly consider doing this. It's a really cool idea. Anything cylindrical can be plated over. Motorcycle handles, nunchucks. Heck yeah, I'm definitely down for doing that. Um... Once I get some of these orders down, I'll have a little more time to 
do different things. So, yeah, I'd love for you to get in touch with me. And uh, if you would like to send me some of your nunchucks, we could put them in the video. I could plate some, um, just plate a nice diamond pattern maybe on the on the on the each nunchuck appendage. I don't know <laughs> the parts of a nunchuck. I'm telling you, I don't know anything about it, but. Yeah, I could do it in the video. Send it back to you. Let me know if it's something you'd be interested in. So. Hmm. Ninja202 said, oh, that was the problem. And the creases and kinks video. So it sounds like that was helpful to you. I hope it was. Um. Bobby says, thanks. I like that method of dropping strands much better. I think he's talking about on bellies where you just take the highest strand, the short highest strand, and just cut it off and melt it into the belly. I like that method too. It's very fast. It's headache-free. Okay. Sansari10 asks, are you still making and selling kangaroo hide bull whips? Thanks. Custom, I am not. But sometimes when I have some extra time, I'll just make whips to sell. And I'll put them, like I mentioned earlier, on my whips and stock page. So that's where you can find them if I do. But as far as custom, I actually don't. I'm sorry. Not now, anyway. Maybe in the future. Um, Skyway Morrison says your videos are very helpful. Thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, is there a general rule about how long the fall of a stock whip should be? Mm. It really depends on how heavy the whip is. If the whip's heavier, you can get away with a longer fall. Um, if you're talking about a leather whip um that's that's kind of a whole nother thing i mean if if the the fall is made of leather then you can get away with even a longer fall because the leather is heavier can cut through the air better because it's heavier um but if if we're talking nylon stock whip six feet i'd say two feet is the best length for a nylon fall also if it's waxed or not plays a role if it is waxed you can add another six inches because it's heavier Ooh, it's getting late guys it's getting late okay i think that's it for this week on youtube we'll have to head over to facebook answer some of those now I'm wanting to get this this um, podcast released um, pretty quickly because basically what it's going to look like for everybody who's asking me questions through Facebook Messenger is that I read all your messages and didn't reply. <laughs> so I, I need you guys to know that I am replying right now. It's just not through a uh, typed out response. Ah, it's raining outside. I love it. All right. I haven't been on Facebook very much anymore, guys. I'm trying to get out of it. I waste a lot. I was wasting a lot of time on Facebook and mindlessly scrolling through, you know. A little bit's good, but not too much. It's very easy to get carried away and just scroll forever. But anyways, okay, here we go into the messages inbox.
Um, Oscar is asking if it's possible to buy falls and crackers from me. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll give you a really good price on, on falls and crackers. This is a... Eh, I should probably just keep this. No need to reply on the air to this one. Hunter Coon says, Hi, Nick. Hello, Hunter. Nice to meet you. Thanks for watching my videos. Ariel um, says, Good morning. So I have been watching and enjoying your videos and had a few questions. I have been having an issue on my final plating of having two strands going in the same direction, if that makes sense. Um... How is the best way to fix this issue when dropping strands at the end? The other question I have is, do you have measurements of all different lengths of snake whips and bull whips? And if so, would you be willing to send them to me? I really appreciate your help with this, and I love your videos. Thank you so much, Ariel, for watching my videos. Um, I have, once again... Um, the strand length section on my, my website, which I'll be adding more now because I see that it's pretty high demand that people want to see more strand lengths for whips. So check that out in the next few days. I'll try to add those. Um, so I honestly, I'm trying to understand what you mean by the measurements, um, going in the same direction. Um, hmm. I apologize, but I, I I'm not sure what you're saying here. Perhaps it's a it's a plating problem, an uneven number of strands on each side. Sometimes if you plate from the top right around the side and, and you forget to alternate and then go right again and plate another strand from the right side, you'll have two strands laying on top of each other going in the same direction. So if that's what you mean, then it's just a matter of alternating left, right, left, right, left, right, and you're plating. So I hope that helps, Ariel. Okay. So, Tuff is asking me, Hey Nick, I was wondering if you could build a whip for me based off of the movie I watched. Um, the movie is The Rundown. Um... I've not heard of the movie Tough, but luckily I have Google right in front of me. And I'm going to look it up right now. Hmm. Very cool. I am familiar with that whip. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, Terry Jacka is a phenomenal whip maker. And he is the one who made that whip Tough. And... I'm sorry, but I honestly cannot make that whip because I don't have a machine shop, I nor do I have the knowledge to, to do something like that right now. So I'm sorry, but I'll have to leave that to Terry. Robert asks, hey, Nick, have you tried to make a whip with a handle that spins? This is referred to as a swivel handle uh, bull whip, Robert. I never have. I've never been a fan of swivel handle whips. I actually have a couple of them couple from 1930 actually there's a 1908 on the wall too but it's unusable I've never tried it I uh, I guess I could I can write that down for a future video swivel handle whip video I don't even know how they're made to be honest I know it has something to do with ball bearings So I have mentioned that, Robert. I'll look into it, and maybe you'll see a video of that in the future. Jonathan says, Hi, Nick. I'm having trouble with tensioning when making my whips. The roll flops to the side. Am I not plating tight enough? The roll flops to the side. Um... Yeah, it could be the tension that you're pulling, Jonathan. Um, 
that's usually the biggest issue is unfortunately it, it, it does take a lot of force to make these strands um, tight and it doesn't feel very good to be pulling on those strands for long periods of time so take breaks but try pulling a little harder if you can if it's not killing your hands too much see if that doesn't help you okay hmm Okay. Well, that's it in Facebook. And it looks like um, that pretty much completes the Q&A section of this podcast. What are we at right now? I don't even know where we're at, but we have gone a lot longer than I thought we would. That is for sure. So if you're still listening to this podcast, thank you very much. This has been episode one of Whipcast, the only podcast in the world specifically about whips and whip making. So I appreciate you guys stopping by. And like I said, this first episode, it was a little rough. Absolutely was. I'm not entirely comfortable just sitting here and talking by myself for over an hour without any visual cues like video so you have to bear with me but the next one i promise will be smoother than this one i think this has the uh, potential to be a lot of fun and helpful for all of you so i will see you next week for episode two of whipcast thanks guys see you later